Beardy and the Beast Media Club. This is placeholder intro song. Thank you for joining us for Beardy and the Beast Media Club, a full spoiler discussion into a piece of media. We'll not reset the day to avoid inevitable spoilage. If you enjoy what we do, share us with your friends or join the discussion in the comments or at our Discord. My name is Drew, and this is Devon. And Devon has done this. I knew that's how you're going to introduce me. Uh, I knew it. <laughs> the, the other, the other option was, uh, "Hey Dev, you want to help me look?" <laughs> also, would have been a solid choice. <laughs> Today, we'll be discussing 2020's action comedy boss level. So, Devon, was this eight bit or was it shit? I was expecting it to be a lot worse than it was. I really like this movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, so did I. I really enjoyed it. Like, I was a little bit, I was a little bit off, like, right at the beginning, kind of like, uh, it's almost a little too, like, felt a little over-explained, but then as the movie went on, I'm like, nope, nope, that was good. I take it back. Oh, um, yeah, like, right out the gate, the smallest change I would have done is less, like... Voiceover exposition? Yeah, the exposition. Yeah, it was... It's so long, and I'm like, they could have summed this up in half the way, especially when they, they were doing, like, back and forth, and, like, this happened before the, the loop, and this happened during the loop. It's like a 30-second scene, and you would have shored up that beginning, because yeah. I was worried at the beginning as well. Yeah, But, yeah, no, as soon as it actually, like, got into it, like, basically, since, like, once they started the, the day before, it found itself and things just started placing like yeah get rid of a lot of that exposition it's not a concept that most viewers are going to be unfamiliar with like the time travel mechanic again just doing a couple of here was attempt 40 here was attempt and, and even like jumping around in the attempts was fine just yeah, was, don't explain it <laughs> legitimately it was groundhog day with swords and guns yeah <laughs> uh, i mean this this carries that like really really enjoyed this movie especially because it fits in with just some of that like mindless uh, action comedy stuff that I enjoy doing like or watching things like you know the losers or the like the newer A team was that kind of same kind of game. Make, makes sense. I'm pretty sure the writer was involved with the A team. Yep. Oh yeah. Well. Yep. Same director. Uh, for a team, the gray and smoking aces. It's just uh, <laughs> something nice and light, ni something nice and lighthearted, filled with action, lots of chuckles, lots of yeah. And you know, it, I, I appreciated the like they actually set up Chekhov's guns and used them mm. throughout the film. It's like it's just little things like, oh yeah, this is just where he goes, and this is where he gets annoyed by someone while he gets drunk before he dies it's like oh no he's the one who helps find out where the bug is oh the person who would take the bar if he was a few seconds late you know is the one who trains him to fight uh to fight with the sword and like yeah no i i like this they they actually gave it some meaning and, and great cast too like, i think um i think uh I, w I would have liked to see them use the loops in, like, 
additional ways like lean a little bit more into the uh, groundhog day aspect like mm. buddy learned the sword but uh you know bill murray learned the piano not necessarily productive but he's been in the loop like a hundred times like mm. you gotta remember he probably spent he said he spent like a hundred times just playing video games with the sun mm. Well, I guess before that, there was the the hard cutoff of time. They always caught him by a specific time. Yeah, really. I, I thought he actually spent his time quite well, like uh, like the sort of thing. And, and this thing, it, it built nicely too. It's like, oh well, you've spent all of this time time just to come and kill me. What about your son? And then all of a sudden, priorities just completely change. And he's just like, well, if this is the rest of my life, the rest of my life is sitting here. Playing video games with my son, top tier choice. And if, and then as soon as he finds out there's a way to, to save his wife, he goes and does that. So I, I don't really have quite the issues. Um, I do have issues with that arcade saying it's an 8-bit retro arcade though. <laughs> but buddy playing old school Street Fighter games on a GameCube controller as well? Well, every single game that... Yeah, every single game is like, oh yeah, no, we do all these 8-bit retro games like Altered Beast and Street Fighter and, and Street Fighter. Clearly talking about Street Fighter 2, judging by the screens there, but they are actually talking about Street Fighter, I'd buy it. But I know for a fact Altered Beast is 16-bit, that's on the Genesis. <laughs> <laughs> all of them were from the 90s. What was it? it was pretty much Galaga and the uh, Save the Princess one. Yeah, um, Adventure? I don't remember exactly was they had miss pac-man there too mm-hmm. it's like oh uh, and you're running them all on emulators because you're just all playing on pc yeah <laughs> yeah sketchy you bring you brought up a really good point like the the priority shifts during it yeah it's like he has no idea what's going on and of course a lot of it makes a sense because he's just living the same day over and over and he's like can't escape that loop you kind of kind of figure how many times would you try different things and fail just to the point where you're like, how far can I get? Yeah. And then you kind of lose that motivation. So how many days, much like the end, getting killed 30 times in a row just because he wanted to sleep. Yep. Or had no motivation, <laughs> rather. Yeah. Yeah, it, it was interesting because it, it, kind of, it kind of makes the title of the film and the aesthetic they're going for makes sense and not make sense. Cause there's definitely a video gamey idea of just your respawn, but I don't feel that actually fit with the film at all. <laughs> like the main character had nothing to do with the video games. Like he clearly played that first level a lot cause he knew exactly what to do, but I don't think that carried over properly in the film, but I mean, that's a, that's a minor minor aspect like, no i agree there was no thematic setups for it there was like a little bit in the intro and then from there nothing changed scott pilgrim did it good to mm. like put video game aspects to it even the point where like he'd punch a guy and the guy would explode it into a bunch of coins and there would be like a uh a bit tune kind of like thing that happens yeah. and that kind of reinforces the video game aspect of it yeah, and you you didn't get that in this, and I feel like this this movie probably didn't do great, and probably would have been done better if they just called it something else. That's exactly what I was thinking. 
it felt kind of pandery, like tr- trying to pander to that game market. And let's face it, video game movies don't exactly have the best track record. Mm-hmm. So it's what you're going to be isolating audiences in a way you didn't need to. Even if like the fundamental building blocks of the film were rooted in like a video game idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like the perspective of your protagonist in a video game getting to the end and failing over and over and over again. It do- it doesn't feel cohesive because they didn't follow with those like thematic choices. Yeah. And the fact that there's like just a little bit of an intro thing. And then aside from like this random video game tournament, which you're not thinking about in aspect of like his loop personally. Yeah. You're thinking about it as the bonding with his son. So yeah. you're not even able to project one onto the other. I mean, they could have just said, you know, like this was inspired by something, something. For instance, uh, there was a good time travel video game that was really fun. It was more like an interactive movie called Quantum Break. Mm. And I really enjoyed it. It was very railsy, but um, fr- frankly, it was an enjoyable experience. And it had like uh, different time paths and, you know, time, time breaking down because of what it was occurring. Yeah. Um, but I, I just bring that up because of the name. I'm going to steal that name for a sec. If this movie was called Quantum Break. Yeah. You know, like everything all of a sudden makes sense. Ditch the the pandery intro and all of a sudden like it's got more mass appeal and honestly video video game fans are suspect of video game movies as it is uh if they were to go like hey this one's kind of video gamey if you're pandering like that's enough but just having a good a good premise is gonna attract your video game fans for every Silent Hill, there's a dozen Silent Hill revelations or <laughs> pixels or <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I it's just Yeah, we know you're you're So yeah, they they could have pulled back from that. Um I was kind of reading that the director writer like had this in a while, had this in the back of his mind for a while. Like he was originally going to call it continue. I mean, something like that even would make sense. You're just gonna, okay. I get it. He gets to continue from his death and, and start over again, keeping that, but it was, it was out of place. I mean, they could have used continue as a naming convention and had it work mm-hmm. and like not even leaned into the video game stuff, just called it continue. Yeah. And, you know, instead of attempt, 32 it was continue 32 or something like that just yeah, yeah. keeps it in the keeps it in the front of your mind a little bit could have called it looper oh wait <laughs> yeah <laughs> but our uh uh continuer yeah <laughs> roy roy pulver actually before before i get into characters uh this this mo- movie did something that i feel that the Northmen didn't do leaned into something <laughs> leaned into something it <laughs> it decided what it was it didn't try to put like loose threads that don't go anywhere there's not weird storylines that don't even need to be on it i'm not saying it's you know no scene wasted what i yeah. am saying is any event that happened in the film is well related to the overall story to the point where like, if you take something out, things would change more major, like in a more major way. Yeah. Where unlike in the, in the Northman, if you were to take away the love interest there, the movie doesn't change at all. 
Yeah. He just doesn't get some action and has to throw some mushrooms in a pot himself. Like, <laughs> even down to the 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 convenient statements of things for the audience. Mm. To the point where they even had this conversation. It's like, oh, he's he's in Delta Force. So he's a, a capable warrior who has gotten back. So of course he's gonna be able to like gunfight and be like an action superhero in the realm of this this movie. Which they they, they could have done it even just by having but it wouldn't have needed to be Delta Force. It would have taken a lot more attempts. <laughs> True. Right. Well, actually, maybe not. No. No, actually, the Special Forces kind of does matter some. doesn't matter how much practice you get with the weapons. If you were some couch potato, you will just never have... The, you're not going to be building up the stamina to do anything. Well, yeah, and it makes sense that a Special Forces guy is going to pretty beefy yeah so like when they show him laying there and he's like got all the muscles ever uh yeah it's like props on him like very lean muscles too yeah i was impressed i tell you what did did you get a feeling kind of like in the beginning when you when you realize he's in a loop some something's happening and then they kind of um go to the day before Mm -hmm. did you did you have a feeling at any point you're like wait a minute she's in a loop I did think that for, I did think that for a bit. Uh, it didn't, I don't know if there's enough evidence around that. Being no, no, she, she wasn't in a but loop was, at all. But I, I, I was kind of hoping that that would have been the case. Um, uh, I'm fine with it not happening. But it's, oh, it's better. Weird. It's better yeah. that it didn't happen. Yeah. This, this, uh, this isn't a movie that would, be able to yeah. weave the complication of two intertwined loops together. Yeah. I will say I did a hundred percent like right from the, the, that yesterday loop that I'm immediately like, cause they're, they're doing the whole estranged, mm-hmm. strange relationship thing. I'm like, nah, she still cares. <laughs> Just immediately got that. Even when she was kind of being cold and that was nice. Well, I mean, it was, I, it was really well structured in that way. I feel like, I feel like I talk about puzzle pieces a lot uh, when we discuss these films. And I feel like, I mean, this, this puzzle is probably only the equivalent of 11 by 7 sheet of paper. It's no like 5,000 piece, like table size monstrosi- monstrosity. But this film was able to put all those, all the pieces related to it in the right place. Yeah, I, I agree. It might have been only one of those like, only like, 20 piece starter puzzles yeah. that you get. You get like a three year old, but they use them effectively. Again, there's a reason why I started out the films like, this is just too much. So they're like, no, a lot of this stuff actually connected in really well. It knew what it was doing. You know, not necessarily the most effective way of doing some of it, but for the most, for a movie like this to make me go, it'd be kind of interesting to rewatch this just to see if I missed any of these puzzle pieces as everything was revealed. Like, just kind of a popcorn flick going, you know, I want to see if I missed foreshadowing. (laughs) 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 Though I will say one thing with the puzzle pieces that kind of, I kind of quite, I didn't quite um, understand. And maybe it was just a a mess up in the way they were doing the loop. Mm. Or like when they showed yesterday, rather. Did they already know that they were going to be tracking him to have the dental hygienist? Put in the tooth 
there's one of these no i mean like i'm kind of like i don't quite get that so the thing the thing about these action comedies you give them a lot more gimmies than you would any other film like this isn't if this was like a a action drama i Mm. would be poking a whole lot more holes in it but because (laughs) it is a bit sillier so Mel Gibson's character was immediately suspicious of the Delta Force guy. Mm-hmm. Would have went to what was his dropping off his resume to the dentist afterwards. Yeah. So would have been followed and then the dental hygienist was coerced and they implanted this. It's very contrived. Yeah. <laughs> the, the fact that it happened like two hours, you know, after I'm estimating two hours after he drops off the resume, it doesn't make sense why they did it. The time frames technically make sense. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, well, yeah, I guess that's it. I agree. A movie like this, you you don't need to do the same type of deep analysis as you do when you're watching, like, like law abiding, law abiding, or it, a lot of the stuff we've watched. Um, it was just that one in particular is kind of like. Oh, that, that's quite the contrivance. Like, it is. I get it. It's just quite the contrivance. Uh, Hundo P. Oh. <laughs> and I guess it's like targeting her son at the same time. It's like kind of like, yeah. I mean, I get it. It gives that kind of pressure and lets him actually see the end of the world happen. But it's kind of like, huh, you're targeting the kid too. <laughs> that's the major problem with the film. From A to Z, like... The amount of time it goes from zero to sixty, when it's involving uh, the de- the dental hygienist and uh, the son, I guess the the son makes sense. Oh yeah, leverage. But the son only makes sense if they had left um, the mother alive. Mm, yeah. The fact the fact that by by their own hands they killed the mother. There's no reason for them to kill the son. Yeah. Uh, that one there, I can actually let slide a little bit. Mm. Um, much in the same way, it's like, oh, the mother's going to be a problem. Let's start getting, moving the pieces. And then they happen to kill her, but the pieces had already been started moving. Yeah, I suppose. That's how I interpreted that part. Um, in, in the moment, though. I didn't have a problem with any of those, but there's, I mean, any of these action comedies are going to fall apart. Yeah. Under scrutiny. <laughs> and it, it, yeah, a lot of it has to do with the time frame, how, how condensed it is trying to fill it into that one day so that he can make those loops. Had they done, um, instead of it being the previous day, having it be like the week before. Yeah. That would have ironed a whole lot of things out. Yeah. I mean, that, that's exactly it. I think that's, it's what I meant to lead into when I went into this conversation. It's kind of like, it's just kind of the way they presented yesterday. Yeah. That gives, that gives rise to this. I mean, having it be last week would have made a little more sense. Just kind of give room for, it just removes that question because like, oh yeah, no, there's plenty of room and it's easy to expect. Oh yeah. He went and saw his wife. And then a couple of days later also went to the dentist and <laughs> something. She she's had like quiet conversations with him, so they're gonna start tracking him because they know he's a danger. She's acting strange. Give her time to betray the organization that they're with, instead yeah. of just going like immediately 
uh, sabotaging the machine. I both liked and disliked Mel Gibson's character, but yeah. I, <laughs> I, I didn't, I didn't so much as dislike him because he was a bad dude. I disliked him because he wouldn't shut up. <laughs> I agree completely. It's just like, I mean, his, his, his fairly well-veiled threat against uh, her son to co- yeah. coerce her to like to just get it done i mean you you just turned uh well hurt your kid if you don't do the thing into you know five minutes of screen time and like the most obnoxious monologue about you know watching a uh snake eat a wild boar <laughs> but it, it, it's interesting like it's just and you know, as someone who says he likes brevity, <laughs> focus on is like, ah, oh, we've had a couple of like just really long monologues from you, haven't we? <laughs> Even to the point that that Roy is like, oh wait, I haven't lived this long. He's still going. <laughs> <laughs> Again, I like how they did that. It's like, oh, I just happened to live that extra minute, so I've just got that extra little piece of information, so I can do something about it. it was nice. And they they did. They had like lots of little payoffs like that that I really enjoyed. Unfortunately, I didn't enjoy the one with uh, Guan Yin. Mm. The whole like, I am Roy and Roy has done this. <laughs> maybe it was the delivery. It just, it didn't, maybe because they didn't rule of three it, maybe because we had already gotten a lot of entertainment out of the I am Guan Yin line. Yeah, that could be part of it. it- I think another part of it is like, even though that being Guan Yin's catchphrase, she had all of the best one-liners. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she was the one who's doing the one-liners. I definitely understand his frustration, and that's why he said it. It's like, nah, I'll tell you after. Which is like, <laughs> I did like that. See, that was funnier uh, than the payoff, though. Yeah, yeah. But I think it's funnier because of that, and even though he did it so poorly. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I don't think there's a way you could have done that unless we didn't have her saying it throughout all of those montages. That's actually how they would have fixed that. Mm-hmm. Just him dying, not bothering having her say it, use it as a brick joke instead. That would have that would have fixed that to delivery, I think. I I think our um our protagonist was, you know, action comedy protagonist, he did well. Mm-hmm. There was some emotion in the eyes. I'll, I'll give him that. Other than that, it was pretty much uh, standard fare. Yeah. Uh, for Naomi Watts, uh, she she definitely came off as a concerned mother, but also like a hyper intelligent. I'm trying to like, yeah, not have this fall into evil hands. Yeah, I think the the only issue with with. Jimma Watts not having it fall into evil hands again. It's that same thing. It's like we only saw yesterday. I mean, other than the company being called Die Now. <laughs> I didn't notice that. Die Now. That makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> um that that would be like if in uh Terminator the company was called freaking Murderbot Incorporated. <laughs> Um, <laughs> uh, there was no, like, we got the stress from her, uh, but we didn't really know, not knowing what any of the project is or anything like that, 
uh, it wasn't immediate, immediately obvious that this was Evil Company A. And, and the puzzle pieces came in afterwards, so it's not too much. So she just came across as panicked and mm-hmm. no real reason why. And I mean, even after the real reveal, there wasn't really... No, no, she was threatened. Her son, no, because her son was threatened after she met with Roy. So, well, they didn't. The thing is, they didn't establish for the audience, right? Yeah. Uh, until she was threatened, I think they had earlier called him the Colonel. Mm-hmm. Uh, like someone had said, Colonel something something. So you you know, based on tropes, that yeah. the in the shady room smoking the cigar the guy's named colonel there's like a big machine you know that he's the bad dude yeah but it's an assumption that there's nothing said or shown on screen or anything that's implied in the story yeah that, that's what i'm getting to it's the him being the bad guy relied a hundred percent on trope knowledge mm. as opposed to being thrown in into the film um, at least that earlier on. I mean, clearly he sent a bunch of assassins and, you know, killed uh, Gemma. Like, so yeah, we know he's the bad dude. We know he can threaten things. Just again, last week instead of yesterday mm. would have been really. That's the minor change. Uh, well, minor change to make it work better. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Again, action comedies are kind of filled with holes. Yeah. It's it's like, it, if they had made the sequel trilogy of Star Wars an mm. action comedy, mm. it still would have been terrible. But... They made a sequel trilogy? <laughs> <laughs> something something Space Wizards? Yeah, I don't think making that an action comedy would have saved it. <laughs> <laughs> so you kind of mentioned this earlier, like... It's it's something that we we kind of harp on a lot is um, a movie knowing exactly what it is mm-hmm. and what it's going for, not not doing something airy or lofty, not doing something that's out of nowhere, like not shamalaning it. Yeah, um, like oh, it's weird for weird's sake. No, no, no. You have a purpose. You write it to that level. Like so, someone went, here's the idea. It's going to be an action comedy. We're going to write it like it's an action comedy. They don't have like a thriller writer coming in and doing it. Mm. And so it knew exactly what it was. And I think it accomplished that. Yeah, I, I agree. A lot of the stuff in the context of the film that, that brought up, it's, these are kind of the nitpicks because in watching the film, I'm pretty sure on a second watch, I'm going to be, Oh, it's not, these things are just going to go. It's like, I don't, (laughs) yeah, but, but the things that I'm bringing up, aren't going to matter for the film. It doesn't affect the enjoyment of it. Mm. Um, right. These are things because, you know, we're watching these a little analytically. Yeah. <laughs> to bring up Northman again, because of the way that is recording, we've actually seen Northman yeah. quite recently. It's, it's not like where they go, no, you stay here and I'll go into the woods. And then the literal next scene comes back. It's like, no, I will trade myself for her. Yeah. Let her go free. <laughs> like dude you should have just went with her in the first place like we didn't have any of that garbage yeah like how is how's the writing tighter in an action comedy well yeah i I think that's what it it knows what it is like this is one of those films where it's like 
they knew what their end goal was and everything preceding it was leading to that end goal. Mm. Right. And that that's a big thing. If you don't, you just shoehorn in pieces and you just get these random spectacles. You get spectacle with like these random little moments that just don't make sense in anything. I'm looking at you, you know, DC movies. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but this has to be the scene that's there. It's like, yeah, but what's it doing? <laughs> Uh, it's like what? What is the point of what's going on right now? Mm-hmm. See, that's where action co- comedies get that kind of uh, gimme, though. Like there was, there was no point to have the conversation. It's like you've been killing me with Hitler's gun. Yeah, that was probably the <laughs> the big ones. That there was had to purely been there for the comedy aspect. So that becomes the purpose. It did give the <laughs> assassin a personality. Yeah. So the other assassins all had well established personalities. Except for her, she was just kind of like snippy to her chauffeur. Um, yeah. But that conversation actually gave a personality. Yeah. yeah. Well, I guess the German twins didn't really have a personality. They just counted down from three and shot them with RPGs. <laughs> I mean, really, she was kind of the assassin that needed the personality because she's kind of the first one you saw. Mm. <laughs> the one I think we actually really spent the most time with, <laughs> other than. um. No, we only really spent uh, the most time with her because of that conversation and that Mm. interaction. Which by itself doesn't make too much sense considering they all had the tracker and would all show up like around very similar times. So why did they have enough time to have this conversation in this? She should have been... She shows up almost immediately. Yeah, that conversation just never happened. Oh, I mean, it was funny. It was funny, but no. N- n- now you've made me actually question the timeline. Thanks, Drew. <laughs> I'm the one who's supposed to be ruining that stuff. <laughs> no worries, buddy. I got your back. You were failing your job, so I had to do it for you. Uh... I really like the fight with Guan Yin. Like, the sword fight. Mm. Uh, is interesting. Like, I felt like they were actually trying to kill each other. A lot of times you watch fights and they just attack the weapon. Mm, oh, I see what you mean. I, I mean, the problem I had with the fight is it was too playful on his part. Uh, but you're He's right. A lot. You have to have fun. Yeah. It did look like she was trying to strike him. A lot of, a lot of things is like a lot of these sword, sword fights in movies are actually incorrect because slapping weapons against each other is not something that like in sword fighting you really do it's not a case of like bashing a weapon and weapon a lot of uh fights with those type of weapons are generally once action starts occurring are generally over pretty darn quick yeah but it did look like she she at least was trying to uh hit him opposed to uh as you said strike the person not the weapon yeah um a lot of the interactions, like the whole yeah, you've seen Indiana Jones thing being out of ammo, and then her going is like, yeah, and this is why that happened. <laughs> like, no, I like that. <laughs> um, I think she's my favorite assassin. I mean, they they set her up pretty good to be the favorite assassin. Yeah, I mean, what are you gonna like the the guy whose truck is covered in pelts and like road hauls people? You just know he's got like uh, 
not good opinions about various demographics. Oh, I, I, I was like, we could have always had more screen time with um, the little person with the hand grenade. <laughs> <laughs> True. Kind of thought we were going to get a little bit more with um, Gabrielle, the bartender. Yeah, they, they seem to be wanting to set up a little something there. Um, but I think I think her inclusion was necessary because it was they were definitely getting away from everything just being like exposition by a narrator. Yeah, no, it was it was good exposition. I thought it was, she was going to be a little bit more than that. So just waiting for her to calm down a little bit because I know it doesn't pick up in between, but it picks up when I talk. Yes, <laughs> the crisp is good that way most of the time. <laughs> No, it was it was purely to kind of flush out Roy's character too. I mean, you didn't need to say it, but again, at the level of this film, I'm not surprised it was included to be like, oh no, you still like you're hooking up with this chick, but you still love your ex. You know, it is one of those things. Like, I know we've talked about this in other films uh, where. You're like, oh, we just like we're you specifically just wanting it spelled out that little bit more sometimes. Mm. Uh, and in a lot of the films we've seen, they've spelled it out just really not in the right way. Yes. Um, I think that was a tasteful way to spell it out. Because we still got to see Roy as the character. We saw him trying to move on because he had interest in her. She recognized that we're flirting with each other. And she goes, and this is why I can't. So we get his character, get it explained, even though it was shown that he had those feelings as well. Well, it's probably the deepest introspective point mm -hmm. in the film. Whereas uh, you had like a deep emotional thing where he was bonding with his kid. What I mean is, uh, him learning something about himself that's gonna help him make decisions and move on it yeah. was probably like the most uh the biggest emotional signpost for him to follow yeah and uh, yeah i think it was tasteful too a lot of it had to do with the delivery the the bartender was quite like delivered it quite well in my opinion the yeah. actress i yeah i thought that was done really well uh, i like how they didn't focus too much on the uh, Roy learning to be a good boy, or mm. not a good boy, uh, Roy learning how to be a real boy. Yes. And then instead made it more about like the the changes of motions and motivations, as you kind of mentioned before, going to um, like getting some type of connection with his child and then uh, saving Gemma and then like making sure that uh, like just that that bonding with mm joe it was it was a nice interruption of the action comedy bits it kind of broke up things and kind of lulled you into a more calm place before getting into the actual climax of the film where they started having things pay off so it was a nice little break from what we had been experiencing up until then uh, and it didn't feel out of place which was also kind of another tasteful thing they did yeah and like they bonded really well which, um, you know, actually had good chemistry, which makes sense because he's actually a son. Yeah. 
Like, it's a nice thing, like it, and it works, because sometimes that doesn't work in film. But I believed it. We didn't have a Sharon with Joe. True. The thing, the thing is where the attempted bonding doesn't work from a, like a movie point of view, tends to be where that bonding is actually the focal point of the movie. Mm-hmm. And then that'll end up being something like uh, just a comedy itself. Or even a romantic yeah. comedy, yeah, um, and that's the conflict is uh, the the friction that's created by trying between trying to force a bond between the father and son in those type of movies. And I mean, they had a connection leading into this, so that wasn't out of out of place, anyways. Like the fact that it had been a considerable amount of time, and like he still recognized him, and then of course there was the lead up. It's like, oh, you know, he loves you. Let's just go back to the point you said about him not needing to show that he was a real boy, I think helped that. Like knowing that he was competent and has fallen off, like he's hit a rough patch. Mm-hmm. Also makes it easier to have those character investment moments that like his character arc throughout there. It's just because mm-hmm. we know it's not him learning to be a real boy like in Groundhog Day, which is kinda of, kinda of more what they were going through there. It's like he was he just needs to stop going and getting drunk and start piecing things together. True. I found hilarious as he's trying to read this book. It's like, you know, you've got an hour to read this book every day. <laughs> Why are you trying to read this book while driving? It was funny. And it was funny that he called it out. It's like, you've been through this day 150 times at this point. You know when you can read it. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I... The the comedy breaks were definitely not overused, and they were well-spaced. It was almost like, instead of going with your standard uh, film action beats, they instead went with a comedy beat, and then things were kind of structured around it there. It kept things moving, so I never, I never got bored. And aside from... Almost how like Mel Gibson's character didn't feel like someone that would exist in that reality. Mm. Like, his character didn't make sense... It, didn't have a feeling that was similar to any of the other characters in the film so Um, i had just kind of stopped myself from thinking about that a little bit (laughs) because in a different type of film i could see there being something there i mean they they bring in the mythology of osiris in the set yeah and such like okay maybe there's there could have been something else there, and I kind of started looking at it for some foreshadowing. I was like, nope, nope, never mind. This just happens to be. Yeah. <laughs> and I had, to, I had to step back from it. Um, if it was a different type of movie, I'd be going, why wasn't the mythology tied to this more? And that's where... So I was thinking that same thing. It's like, oh yeah, no, he could be something else, and that could be one of the challenges of Osiris or something. But sure. I quickly dismissed that afterwards. Yeah, again, action comedies. So yeah. many gimmies. Yeah. And there's no... Yeah. I mean, you can you can pretty much nitpick anything when it comes to a film, but mm. why, why am I more keen on action comedies than, like... I, I'd give, like, a romantic comedy less breathing room. Um, I think... I think part of it is, like, a romantic comedy, it's <clears throat> harder to give it breathing room because... They're all literally the same. True. Like the plot points are basically the same. So if you've messed up the characterization somewhere, 
it can completely take away from the film. I can think of, like, I mean, the standout examples like Crazy Stupid Love I think mm. is an amazing standout example, but it's because it knows it's playing with the tropes. And, uh, and I think action comedy, you've got a better built-in plot line. Like, like you've just got the base plot line here. Like, you know who the bad guy is. It, you can kind of follow it through. And most of the time, they don't really mess it up. Unless it's, again, kind of some world, basic world-building things. But they're not things that actually take away from the plot itself. Mm. Just makes me question. Like, like, again, my questions in this isn't about how the movie progressed. It's the... Yeah, the catalyst doesn't quite make sense. True. Right. Well, and, like a, one of those things you don't look for like a lot of complexity in your standard action film, and you certainly don't look for complexity in your standard comedy, at least American comedy. Yeah. Uh, so when you combine those two things, it's like, you, yeah, you, it's, you just go, okay, yeah, I'll give it that. I'll give it that. Yeah, it, it's hit the beats, and, and as long as, I mean, when I've gotten annoyed at action comedies it's when like when these little things are happening midway through the film i'm mm-hmm. going you, you've taken me out of this the setup yeah it's an issue but it, it took me out for a second just kind of going like huh timeline doesn't quite make sense but the plot of the film did the story stayed the same you know, just the catalyst so what happens and i'm pretty sure that's what happened the, the other few action comedies we've talked about too it's not the general overall one. It's the catalyst that messes that messes up, and the ending of the losers. <laughs> right, but it's oh, there is no resolution to anything. Yeah, but actually, that that's a good a good example, right? Throughout the rest of the film, made sense. The issue that happened that we're giving the the gimmies on are okay. Yeah, the resolution was weak, or the intro was weak. Mm. If yeah, I'm pretty sure if something went completely sideways in the middle of the film, we would be hitting it a lot harder and wouldn't be giving the gimmies. True. I guess with that, like, kind of looking back at this this film, it's definitely kind of a strong entrance into the action comedy thing. Like, I hope we do a few more of these, of course, because they, uh, they're they're nice to break things up, especially when we're, we got our requiems and our law-abidings and our frickin' perfect blues it's just kind of like calm down a little levity would be nice uh almost like these movies tend to come out shortly after those episodes are released. <laughs> what are you talking about there's no strategy here no none at all <laughs> what i what i would say we're not is, figuring out how to manipulate our audience with how we release our films <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think uh I think overall we probably took out probably five of our six pursuing assassins in this one. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I definitely think it should should be seen. Um, it's a shame. I think I heard something about just some some filming delays, and like the studio that had it at first didn't like the end product for whatever reason, so it ended up like being like a Hulu exclusive or something. Yeah. I I mean I hope people find this and actually watch it. Like the the only reason why I had heard about this is because I saw a random it was somewhere between watching 
husky videos, magic videos, and foreign music videos. Somewhere in there, uh, I got onto a train where I was watching just like trailers of upcoming movies, and I found a one for boss level, and I'm like, that movie is either going to be terrible or it's going to be excellent. Well, I I'm mean, glad to turn uh, excellent's not the right term. Enjoyable. Yeah. And it, it was very enjoyable. I, I do hope more people get the chance to see this. I don't exactly know how big. I don't think it got any real marketing or anything because I didn't even hear about it until you put it on the list. And I'm like, okay, it's a movie on the list. And that's where I walked away. <laughs> <laughs> um, we really do try to go into these as blind as possible. Um, so, no, it's a solid entry into the action comedy. And, you know, none of a lot of the BS that happens with a lot of movies lately. I was, you know what? I, I was a little worried when I saw Ken Jeong too. Because mm. I was like, ooh is this setting the tone of the movie? Because he's got a very specific sense of humor and outside of like his role in community, I yeah. wasn't super keen on like a lot of the stuff he does. It's not for me. Um, I understand why people like it though. I'm not saying yeah. it's bad. I'm just saying it's not for me, but I was worried that it was going to be tainted and that it was going to go more like it was going to be a little bit more hangover and a little less losers. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's an issue like Ken Jeong, as a character, you generally know what you're getting. And I think he's kind of done, I've heard he's done other things that probably break that mold, but nothing I've seen. Like, I think, I think he was in Crazy Rich Ages and, and stuff as well. I haven't seen that, so I can't say how his character was in that. Well, I mean, it could have been just like the, the same character, right? Yeah. Or no. I would like to see Ken Jong on a, in a serious role. Because. Mm -hmm. Both, both in, both you and I really like that. Like seeing a comedian doing, like a much darker role. I bet you he could do a really good dark role. I, I, I can, I can kind of see that. I, I think he would have the ability to do it, but I don't know if he. Well, I think like he, his wife had some like significant health issues, so I bet mm -hmm. you like, um, the re the reason why saying that is kind of rele relevant is I think that like he'd be able to call on stuff that happened in his personal life to give a mm. really emotional performance. Yeah, and I think I think it's well within him. I just don't like his comedy character. Yeah, no, uh, <laughs> I like I don't disagree. Uh, community is probably the exception, but that's but this is because almost everything about community is amazing. <laughs> it's one of those one of a kind ones. At least the first couple seasons. Yeah. I'm going to go back and watch the community or watch community and realize that it's just freaking the same, same nonsense as friends where it's just like, that wasn't actually funny. It's just a laugh track. There's no laugh tracks in community. No, no. I have watched that show way too many times. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's kind of a good, um, I, I'll use it as a good background noise show. Oh, it's kind of like me and Supernatural. When, when I played Pokemon Go, we would do, like, when they changed the way the community days work because, you know, the coof happened, mm. um, we would sit down and watch <laughs> community while doing community day because it's community day. That's a complete sidetrack. Uh, <laughs> Anyways, yeah. Community's good. Go watch it. <laughs> and watch boss level. It is a lot better than you would expect just based on the title and 
Well, the title is what what makes you question it. It's legitimacy. Yeah. Oh, Mel Gibson sometimes can go either way. Are we going to get crazy Mel Gibson or? I mean, I like crazy not... Mel Gibson. Maybe not what he says all the time, but. <laughs> yes, but it sets a tone for a film. Like. <laughs> With that, this has been Beardy and the Beast Media Club. Join us next time where we discuss the Studio Ghibli film, Ponyo. As always, if you like what we do, give us a like or even subscribe, or join the conversation in the comments or at our Discord. Later.